0: Uh. Windows three, home edition by Apple Seeds, Part three of the Windows series, read by Literarian Summary. Part 3 of the Windows Series This time it's another scorching hot day and Crowley is cleaning the windows at Aziraphale's house. Aziraphale has set up some tasks for himself, all intended to get Crowley's attention and tempt him to come inside. They're role-playing, and neither of them is particularly good at it, but they certainly end up having a lot of fun, especially after Aziraphale confesses that he doesn't know where he's put the money to pay Crowley for his services. If the premise of this story is familiar to you, but you're having trouble placing it, Let me help by suggesting that you might be thinking of a pornographic film, the kind Aziraphale might watch in a hotel room in America at some point if we all keep working on our manifesting circles. Our heroes have been together a little over three months. It's September and another stiflingly hot day. No surprise there, right? And today... Crowley has offered to clean the windows at Hazerafeld's house. They've come to an arrangement regarding broadly how the endeavor will go, which is what our story is about. Yes, they're role-playing. If the walls had ears and eyes and mouths, they would be saying, thank you for bringing this fine gentleman here to climb upon us. They don't, but Aziraphale has ears and eyes and an exceptionally talented mouth in more ways than one. I do love a bit of foreshadowing. And he likes to say thank you when Crowley climbs all over him, too. Sometimes it's even done vertically, in much the same position Crowley will be adopting on the walls, After all, you can't beat a good, hard wall-slamming. When Crowley arrives, he decides to start round the back. He knows Aziraphale tends to like it that way. Oh, no, wait, we're talking about something else. And he'll do a thorough job either way, unless he ends up getting distracted. God forbid. Aziraphale has this all planned out. He has set up various tasks for himself to complete in different rooms in the house, giving him an excuse to consistently watch Crowley. He starts with tidying the kitchen. He already cleaned it earlier. Aziraphale is a man who likes to visualize every possible scenario before entering into a situation and make sure to plan accordingly, and he is aware of the possibility that these gleaming surfaces will be put to good use later, but he has left a few things out on the drainer so that he'll have something to put away. Raphael can't help but smile when Crowley appears in the kitchen window. Crowley gives him a slinky, rather sultry wave through the window And Aziraphale's smile broadens, excitement building with the thought that Crowley is going to be watching him, too. Now that Aziraphale has had the privilege of many, many, let's call them intimate moments with Crowley, there's something about having the barrier of the window between them that heightens the thrill and anticipation, and he starts breathing faster. He picks up a wine glass from the drainer beneath the window and then steps across to the other side of the kitchen, reaching up to return the glass to the cupboard, taking his time to really stretch before placing it carefully in its rightful home. He then fetches the next item, a saucepan, and bends over to slide it onto the lower cupboards with the same degree of thoroughness and attention to detail. He twists awkwardly to look back out of the window while he's still bent over and catches Crowley licking his lips. Aziraphale straightens up and steps over to the fruit bowl. I love that you know exactly where this is going. Oh yes, we do and picks up a banana. He perches on one of the stools at the kitchen island, swiveling around so that he's facing the window, and locks eyes with Crowley as he starts to slowly peel the banana. Look, maybe I'm going to surprise you? Maybe Aziraphale is going to turn back around, chop up the banana and use it to make a rather lovely, moist banana bread without even a glance back toward the window. Yeah? No. Aziraphale locks eyes with Crowley and lifts the banana to his mouth. Crowley smirks and raises his eyebrows, and just as Aziraphale parts his lips and takes most of the length of the banana into his mouth, Crowley covers the window with soap. Cheeky devil. Well, Aziraphale knew he might have to work for it. That's fine. Actually, it's all the more fun. Crowley starts wiping the window clean, bringing him back into view, and Aziraphale can see him laughing. Bastard. This is because Aziraphale has decided to stand his ground and still has the banana in his mouth, not even pretending to be actually eating the thing. Hmm. Neither of them are doing a particularly good job at role-playing. It's hard when you're so in love, when the mere sight of the other person brings you so much joy, and when you know exactly what to do to get their eyes to light up, just as Crowley's have now. Oh, yes, that's right, there be fluffy softness here, my friends. We take the softness too, don't you worry. Aziraphale tilts his head back a little and pushes the banana in further, keeping his eyes fixed on Crowley. Crowley's expression changes instantly. Through the sparkling clean window, Aziraphale can see the way his eyes widen with hunger and his jaw clenches. Azirafel withdraws the banana from his mouth and licks right along the underside of it. Do bananas technically have an underside? I have not the faintest idea. Wondering if that will be enough to entice Crowley to join him. It would be a shame for all of these nice, clean, bare countertops to go to waste. Aziraphale swirls his tongue around the tip of the banana and then sucks it back into his mouth, mildly disappointed when the force of his suction makes the top snap off. Ouch. Not really what he was going for and definitely not the mental image he wants to give Crowley. He swivels back around on his stool and quickly chews and swallows the poor, snapped-off bit of the banana. We don't want that mental image either. Time to try something else. Aziraphale puts the rest of the banana down on the counter before sliding off the stool in the most seductive way possible and heading over to the fridge. He takes out the jelly he prepared earlier, a big red wobbly thing, and places it down on the counter before giving it a decisive but gentle slap, making the whole thing wibble wobble around enticingly. Whatever your opinions are on whether or not a jelly can indeed be enticing, rest assured that this one is wibbly wobbly sexy nice. I can see that. Although I'd eat it? In case Crowley's imagination isn't going where Aziraphale wants it to on account of the jiggly jelly, he takes a packet of flour out of the cupboard and squeezes it gently beside him, some of the white powder puffing out of the top and speckling his trousers. He then vigorously slaps his thigh and maybe a little bit further back and... Higher, doing a thorough job of getting rid of the flower. The window squeaks in protest as Crowley drags his squeegee across it, applying much more force than usual. Aziraphale smiles at him, and he can see that Crowley is growling at him in return. Growl all you want, you slippery, slidy, soapy feast of a man, then get yourself in here and let's make things jiggle. Crowley seems to decide that it's his turn to play and tucks his hair free from his hair tie and flicks it back over his shoulder. He bends down, disappearing from view for a moment, and when he stands back up, he's got the hose pipe in his hands. That seems like overkill, really. The window is already gleaming, and he's got rid of all the soap the same way he does at the office with a squeegee thing. The simple fact is that Crowley doesn't need a long hose, but he has one. Oh yeah, I do believe that. Crowley holds the end of the hose up in front of him with one hand and lightly wraps his other hand around it, slowly stroking up and down the length of it. Oh, now, really? Crowley mimes licking along the length of it too, but hazirafel is relieved to see he leaves about an inch between his tongue and the actual pipe. Crowley starts moving his hand up and down more quickly, and Aziraphale has to admit it's affecting him. He's definitely starting to feel a bit hot under the collar from more than just the day's intense sunshine. He's very well acquainted with what Crowley can do with those talented hands and those lovely long fingers, the tips of which he's now slowly and lightly sliding along the length of the hose. Crowley returns to rapidly moving his hand over the pipe, seemingly spurred on by Aziraphale's unabashed staring, and then squeezes the nozzle, squirting a fine spray of water into the air, some of which he manages to catch on his tongue. Some of it splashes onto his face, which he wipes off with his free hand, before sucking his fingers into his mouth, eyes trained on Aziraphale as he does so. Crowley winks, And then, before Aziraphale really has time to process what's happening, Crowley has disappeared. He returns a moment later with a ladder, which he props up against the side of the house and starts to climb. He's got his red rope tied around his waist, there it is, with a bucket attached, his squeegee poking out the top of it. Aziraphale watches Crowley climb the ladder just long enough to see the discernible bulge in his ridiculously tight jeans, and then he leaves the kitchen, racing upstairs to his bedroom, which is, of course, directly above. The bedroom window is divided in half, and each half can be opened up nice and wide enough for someone to squeeze through, although it might be a bit of a tight fit. One half of the window is open. I think once again you might perhaps know where this is going. Of course, because it is hot today, if Aziraphale wants to have any hope of sleeping tonight, although. Does he, really, or does he want to be doing other things? Well, nice to have the option, I guess. He needs to cool the room down. He has left some clothes on the bed. By clothes, I mean a lovely selection of underwear, which he needs to put away. And he needs to put them away at the same time that Crowley is cleaning the bedroom window. For reasons. Crowley is already soaping up the window when Aziraphale reaches the bedroom, and with the window open, they are now able to talk to each other. Oh, I am sorry. All of my underwear is laid out on the bed. How embarrassing! Aziraphale imagines that he can feel himself blushing. He does fancy himself a rather good actor. Don't worry about it. Tartan, eh? Just like I imagined. You... Raphael begins, then swallows thickly. You've imagined my underwear? Crowley looks right into Aziraphale's eyes and licks his lips. Hmm. You don't mind, do you? Raphael laughs breathlessly. (laughs) Well, I suppose you won't need to use your imagination anymore, he replies, avoiding directly answering the question and starting to fold up his tartan boxes, stacking them into a neat little pile. Oh, I'd still quite like to use my imagination. You had it running like crazy downstairs. I have no idea what you mean. You do. You like making me think about you, do you? Crowley asks while nonchalantly wiping the soap from the closed half of the window. I can't see what I could possibly have made you think about. Aziraphale looks away from the window and picks up his stack of boxes, carrying them over to the chest of drawers beneath the window and stowing them away safely as he closes the drawer he looks up at crowley who is staring at him hungrily maybe i should show you Raphael gasps and steps back as crowley climbs up onto the window ledge his heart flutters for a moment concerned for crowley's safety But Crowley is extremely experienced, he's a professional, as you know, and surely knows what he's doing. He pushes the bucket through the window, which only just fits through, and then follows it, jumping onto the chest of drawers and then elegantly dropping down onto the floor without even causing a splash, standing right in front of Aziraphale. He unclips the bucket from the rope around his waist and bends over to put it down on the floor. Hi. Oh, hello. Raphael's heart is now racing and his legs feel like the wibbly-wobbly sexy jelly in the kitchen. I'm sorry if there's been some sort of misunderstanding, but I don't need you to clean the windows inside, my dear. I'm able to do that myself. Who says I'm in here to clean the windows? Crowley drawls. Oh, then what are you in here for? I've seen you watching me. Every time I come here, you're somehow always in the same room when I'm cleaning the windows, and whatever you're doing, you never seem very focused on it. Crowley steps closer, invading Aziraphale's personal space in a way that makes his breath catch and sets his skin on fire. You just keep looking at me. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I suppose it's just a little distracting, seeing you working out of the corner of my eye. Don't be sorry. I love it. You do? Azirafel asks, believing himself to be the very picture of angelic innocence. Oh, absolutely. I always look forward to coming here highlight of my week, and this time you left the window open, I assumed it was an invitation. Well, it's just a very hot day, isn't it? Not that I... I'm not objecting to you being here. So you like that I'm in your bedroom? Maybe. Raphael replies coyly, "'thoroughly enjoying playing along. "'I've thought about being in your bedroom before. "'All the fun things we might get up to in here. "'I can tell that you think about me, too. "'I want to know what you've thought about.' "'Oh, I... "'Crowley smiles sweetly at him then "'and gently cups his jaw, tilting his chin up. It's okay. Please tell me. You're gorgeous. I can't keep my eyes off you either. Crowley runs his fingertips lightly down Aziraphale's arm, making him shiver. Well, I think about a lot of things, he admits. Aziraphale fidgets with his hands in front of his stomach and Crowley takes one of them in his, smoothing his thumb across Aziraphale's knuckles. Go on. I like to think about you taking your shirt off. Sometimes the water splashes you a bit and I imagine you stripping off and throwing your shirt to the ground. Well, that's something I'm happy to do for you, gorgeous. Crowley lifts up the hem of his shirt and tugs it over his head, throwing it onto the carpet and then runs his hand through his hair. What else? Aziraphale takes a moment to appreciate the sight of Crowley's bare chest and stomach as if for the first time smiling to himself when he remembers that the actual first time was from behind the window in his office. It's a miracle, of course, that none of his colleagues have noticed anything after so long. Aziraphale desperately wants to reach out and touch Crowley, but equally wants to play along for a bit longer so he keeps his hands to himself. He's got more self-control than I'd have. I've actually thought about this before. Inviting you into the house, I mean. And what did you imagine you'd do with me once you got me in here? Well, offer you tea first, of course. It's only polite. And when I politely decline? Coffee? Raphael can tell how hard Crowley is working to stop himself from laughing. It's almost enough to make Aziraphale break character, profess his love and collapse into a fit of giggles with him, but he manages to restrain himself. You're making me think you want to lure me to the kitchen. You have plans for those nice clean countertops, do you? Crowley asks. He evidently knows Aziraphale far too well. Aziraphale considers taking the bait, but they're right next to the bed, and that would be a much more comfortable place to end up. Besides, it really is hot today, and the bedroom is cooler than the kitchen, thanks to the nice, wide-open window. I might do some baking later. I'd love to watch you kneading doll, with your sleeves rolled up, showing off those sexy forearms. I'll keep that in mind for next time. Is there anything else you've thought about? I do quite often think about your... well, your... Aze Raphael nods down towards Crowley's stomach, making him raise his eyebrow. Your rope! Crowley makes an appreciative sound, a pleased grin spreading over his face. Interesting! Aze makes a show of appearing flustered and clears his throat. Ahem! <clears throat> Well, it's been lovely talking to you, but I'm sure you have plenty of other windows to clean today, so I should probably let you get on. Raphael exaggeratedly looks around the room with an expression of consternation. Oh, where's the money to pay you? I must have put it down here somewhere. Lose my own head next. Don't worry about it. I'm sure we can come to some kind of... arrangement. Obviously. What do you mean? Well, I've done something for you. Maybe there's something you could do for me. Would you like me to wash your car? I have it on good authority that I'm very good at it. Hmm, I can think of better things to have you do with your hands. kneading dough? Kind of. Crowley grins and his eyebrows climb up his forehead. Why don't you get onto the bed and we'll see what we can come up with? Crowley nods his head toward the bed, and Aziraphale's trousers start feeling as though they're as outrageously tight as Crowley's. He's enjoying this even more than he hoped he would. Oh, all right, yes, that seems like a very sensible suggestion. felt clambers up onto the bed and makes himself comfortable, propping himself up on his elbows. Crowley crawls towards him on his hands and knees, and Aziraphale draws in a shuddering breath. I have an idea. You said you liked my robe. How about I tie you up? I thought you wanted me to use my hands. Aziraphale responds cheekily. They both break character then, Crowley growling at him playfully and Aziraphale smirking. Bastard, Crowley mutters under his breath. Lie down, put your hands above your head. I do have a point, though. Aziraphale informs him as he obeys Crowley's instruction and shuffles down, resting his head on the pillow. He lifts his arms up, holding his wrists together above his head. Well, maybe you'll just have to use your mouth then, like that banana. Oh, you didn't see what happened to the banana, did you? Did you bite the end of... I didn't mean to. Crowley snorts with laughter, and fell wonders whether this is it... Crowley giving up and deciding to dispense with the role-play. But he schools his expression and runs his fingertips up and down over Aziraphale's chest before untying the rope from around his waist and fastening it around Aziraphale's wrists. Aziraphale closes his eyes and bites down hard on his bottom lip. "'Did you ever think about this?' Me tying you up with my rope? Yes! Excellent! Crowley pulls Aze bowtie bow tie loose and undoes the top two buttons of his shirt before leaning down to kiss and gently nibble at his throat. Aze tilts his head back and sighs contentedly. He enjoys the situation for a while and then dips his chin down, trying to get Crowley's attention. Crowley, I have actually thought about this. Crowley lifts himself back up and looks into Aziraphale's eyes, tenderly smoothing his hair back from his forehead. Tell me what you want, Angel. Angel. Well, I very much enjoyed what you were just doing, but I don't have the money to pay you. I'm the one who's supposed to be doing something to make it up to you. After all, you've done a fantastic job cleaning the windows. What did you have in mind? Well, we've already established that although my hands are occupied, my mouth is rather available, so I think it would indeed make sense to put it to good use. I promise there won't be a repeat of the banana incident. Fuck, Angel. You want to do that while you're on the bed like this? Yes, I want you in my mouth while I'm lying here with my hands tied behind my head. I want you in control. Mm. Crowley clenches his fists and Fell relishes the way his breathing quickens, his chest rising and falling dramatically. You're amazing. I love you so much, angel. Crowley strokes his cheek and Aziraphale turns his head to softly kiss his palm. Do you want to leave your clothes on? Aziraphale thinks about it for a moment. It is a hot day, but... Yes, I do. Like you couldn't wait. I can't. You're so fucking hot. What about me? ''How do you want me?'' ''Well, you're already half-undressed. It seems a shame not to finish the job.'' ''Are you trying to make a point about me only cleaning half of your windows?'' ''Because I don't think it's fair to blame me for that. You were the one trying to distract me.'' ''I meant nothing of the sort.'' Yeah, right, cause you didn't. Crowley kisses him then, catching Aziraphale off guard, a sharp pulse of arousal shooting down towards his groin. He moans against Crowley's mouth, struggling against the rope, as he instinctively tries to wrap his arms around Crowley to hold him closer. Crowley pulls away, jumping off the bed and quickly divesting himself of the rest of his clothes, including those insanely tight jeans, which Azirafel himself has actually become rather proficient at taking off too after lots of practice, something he didn't think would be possible given the way their tightness defies the laws of physics. Crowley climbs back onto the bed and kisses Aziraphale again before straddling him, sitting back on Aziraphale's chest and pressing him against the bed, Aziraphale's arousal spiking even more in response. I want you to keep looking at me and knock the headboard if you want me to stop. All right. Crowley comes up onto his knees, bracing himself with one hand grasping the top of the headboard, and Aziraphale takes him into his mouth. Crowley moans Aziraphale's name and brings his free hand to Aziraphale's hair, tenderly running his fingers through it, and then softly caressing his face while he thrusts into his mouth. It's such an erotic combination of sensation that Azirafel trembles with arousal. He looks up at Crowley as he promised he would. He's absolutely stunning, and Azirafel is as entranced as ever by the look of pleasure on his face, exhilarated by how gentle Crowley is with him, even doing something like this. Aziraphale loses himself in it, a little bereft when Crowley withdraws, panting for breath. <sighs> okay, angel. Aziraphale nods, eager to encourage Crowley to continue. Amazing. I love it. Please don't stop. I want more. Do it harder, faster. Crowley hisses and thrusts back into Aziraphale's mouth, but this time leans back, reaching behind him and settling his hands over Aziraphale's erection. Aziraphale thrusts his hip up off the bed and moans in response, lifting his head up off the pillow, trying to encourage Crowley deeper to hit the back of his throat. Aziraphale commits himself diligently to his task, being much more thorough, enthusiastic and, of paramount importance, careful than he was with the banana. As Crowley requested, Aziraphale keeps looking at him, and as Crowley looks back down at him, there is so much love in his eyes that for a moment... Aziraphale feels overwhelmed. How could he have been so fortunate for this incredible, sweet, loving, and sometimes pretty kinky man to just literally appear outside of his office window one day? I love you, Aziraphale. Crowley says breathlessly, and Aziraphale tries to convey the same sentiment with his eyes. Crowley brings his hand back to Aziraphale's hair and then releases the headboard to use both hands to tenderly stroke Aziraphale's face and neck, his fingertips fluttering and lightly grasping at him as he loses control. It's intoxicating. Angel, I'm close. Crowley withdraws again, and Hazira fell whimpers, although Crowley's concern for his comfort and enjoyment always warms his heart. I don't want you to stop. Please, Crowley, this feels amazing. You feel amazing. Aziraphale's movement is restricted, with his hands behind his head, but he stretches his neck upwards, dragging his tongue along Crowley's length, before he thrusts back into his mouth a stream of profanities interspersed with expressions of love and whispers of Aziraphale's name tumbling from his lips. His hands move from Aziraphale's face to his wrists, frantically and chaotically untying the rope. "Please touch me, angel." Aziraphale wriggles his hands free and grabs hold of Crowley's hips, pulling him tightly against him and holding him there. Crowley cries out his name, his hips stuttering beneath Aziraphale's fingers as he comes, and Aziraphale swallows more enthusiastically than he did the broken-off piece of banana earlier. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Surely Crowley tastes better than banana. When Crowley withdraws, he collapses onto the bed beside Aziraphale, kissing his cheek and his neck, and then snuggling up beside him, resting his head on his chest. Aziraphale smiles as Crowley tries to catch his breath and runs his hand up and down his back. That was incredible. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed it, too. One of Crowley's hands drifts down over Aziraphale's stomach, settling over the zip of his trousers. Apparently he doesn't intend for the fun to be over yet, but for now his fingertips just trail lazily up and down, making Aziraphale squirm. Oh! Aziraphale announces suddenly. By the telephone! Crowley stills his hand and tilts his head to look up at him, squinting slightly. What? By the telephone! That's where I left the money to pay you! Crowley bursts out laughing and cuddles up even closer, holding fell tightly against him. ha <laughs> ha! I love you so much, Raphael <laughs> I love you too. Well, seeing as you do have the money to pay me after all, I think maybe I owe you one. Seems fair, but it is such a hot day. I really do think we should head down to the kitchen for something to drink. Crowley chuckles softly and rolls off the bed, unhooking Azirafeld's tartan dressing gown from the back of the bedroom door and slipping it on. He ties it around his waist, but it still hangs off him and looks ridiculous and inexplicably sexy. Sounds good to me, Crowley smirks, opening the bedroom door. I know exactly what I want to do with you on those countertops. The end. And back to you, apple seeds.